0: Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Wendy's with us via Skype today, uh, kept away for another week, but we hope to have her back with us, uh, hopefully next week, fingers crossed. Uh, she is, however, standing by to chat to us about some case studies that Wendy unfortunately remind us that one can never be, uh, have your guard dropped against the potential criminals who are out there. Good afternoon to you. Welcome back. Thanks, Pippa. Yes, whether you're doing your interactions
1: um, face-to-face in a brick and mortar environment, the old-fashioned way, or whether you're online, I'm afraid you just constantly have to be
0: anticipating
1: something bad happen to you and kind of call on all the advice that you've got along the way to try and prevent it. It, It's it's a horrible reality. But our job, I take my job seriously, is to try and repeat the warnings and get to them to as many people as possible because as I always say, my inbox tells me that, um, People are still uh, falling prey to all sorts of scams and reports and thefts um, yeah. and with terrible repercussions.
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about two of those recurring themes today and then we will make space for some open line calls as well. So just a reminder once again, the, uh, the number to dial if you'd like to join the conversation is 021-446-0567 and you can also leave a voice note on zero seven two five six seven one five six seven. Okay, let's start with the first example and Wendy, I think – Most people are alert to the possibility that thieves might be watching them or waiting to pounce, for example, when they are packing the groceries out of the trolley into the boot of the car or when they're walking from the car to the store, clutching their handbag and looking around to make Mm. sure no one's coming to snatch it. But not many of us are that acutely aware of our surroundings once we are inside the store itself because people think it is a safe space. That's not necessarily so, though, as one of our listeners learnt the hard way. Absolutely. Um,
1: so exactly. You, you, particularly if you're in an upmarket store, uh, in an upmarket area, um, uh, you know you so, sort of think, well, you know, let your guard down slightly. Um, but those are unfortunately precisely the places which wily thieves, and often they are well dressed women, so you're less suspicious of them. But there they are um, doing their things, uh, looking for their next potential victim, and it's happening. I mean, it's not a one-off. It is It is happening on quite a large scale from what I can tell. So, yeah, here's the, the latest case I know of. Last Monday afternoon, um, Tessa Miltonhall was uh, in the Fresh Flowers section of Woolworths and Cavendish Square, and she instinctively started feeling that something was a little off. She felt slightly uneasy. Um despite the fact that there were only fellow women shoppers in the area with her. And unfortunately,
0: she was right about that. And we have Tessa with us on the line to share the experience. Tessa, I'm so sorry that this happened to you, but I really want to say thank you for being prepared to speak to us so that other people can be alerted to the fact that this kind of thing is happening. Welcome to Cape Talk.
2: Thanks, Pippa. Thanks, Wendy. Um, Yes, so um, as Wendy said on Monday, I went to my local um, store to get my shopping in Cavendish and... I thought, I'll just pop in quickly and grab a few groceries before I have to fetch my kids from school. I always feel safe in that store. Um, it is an upmarket store. Um, perhaps it's a false sense of security. But yeah. I went in. I didn't have my phone in my hand. My, fa- my phone was in my pocket. My bag was closed. Went to the um, flower section. And as I got to the flower section, a lady walked up to my trolley and started looking at the same flowers I was looking at, but blocked my trolley in front of me. Then another lady came from behind and had her trolley and blocked me from behind, so I couldn't pass them. Um, It was quite a narrow section, and I could feel something wasn't right. They were talking to each other over my shoulder. And ordinarily, I mean, I would have moved out of somebody's way if they were trying to get to each other, or if I was blocking somebody. So I kind of knew something wasn't right in the scenario, but I managed to get past them. Continued to do my shopping and I felt for my phone just to check what the time was, how much time I had left to fetch my kids. My phone was gone. I immediately said to one of the other shoppers, please, can you just phone my phone? I think it's been
0: stolen. Um, and
2: she, she dialed it and it was already
0: turned off. Gosh, that was quick. So just minutes after it had disappeared from your pocket, yeah. it, it was already uh, switched off. So they must have foreseen that that would be the first thing you did. Uh, Tessa, I mean, you, you, clearly your instinct was right that something was, was going on that was wrong. Were you able to sort of be alert enough to remember details of, of what they looked like and who they were to be able to relate to the store management?
2: Yes. I Because I was blocked from the front, I I was actually looking at the lady who was in front of me and I I was actually looking at her shirt because her shirt was the same colour as the flowers and I was looking at her face because I was wondering if she was going to move out my way. So Mm. I was actually fully in front of her. I could see her clearly and describe her clearly to the management.
0: And you were able to do that, but it didn't really do any good. Tessa, what happened after you alerted management to the fact that your phone had been stolen inside the store?
2: I, I, I ran up to a group of managers that were having a conversation on the floor and I said, please help me, my phone has been stolen. And they were very good. They immediately ran up and said, we're going to go and check the footage right now. Um, so the, a couple of managers ran upstairs to look at the footage. The process took quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was downstairs, um, no one had actually, I couldn't see anyone running around the this, this floor. So I said to them, please just watch my my shopping. I'm going to come back. I'm going to run around and see if I can spot them. Um, I couldn't find anybody. And then when the manager came back to me, he said to me, I'm really sorry, but we've looked at the footage. We can see you there. We can see the ladies there. But unfortunately, the footage is blurry because they've got a a, a light that is shining across the camera that's obstructing the footage. And also the camera is a roving camera, which is a rotating camera of some sort of way I understand it. And so um, they don't get the view all the time. So I then said to him, well, can you look at the footage at the entrance of the store? Um, and then the manager said to me, no, there's no footage at the entrance of the store, which which isn't necessarily true because I went to look and there were cameras there. But I think at that stage, they just wanted the whole situation to be over. The manager was very, very I must say, he was very helpful, he gave me water and he was apologetic so it wasn't that he wasn't caring, it's just that the security didn't know what was going on. The security that I spoke to, the two ladies said, oh yes those ladies, they described it to me I described what I had seen, he said, oh yeah we saw those ladies and they looked very suspicious, but they didn't Actually, monitor
0: them. So the security guards conceded that they had seen them and also thought that their behaviour was strange, but they hadn't obviously been monitored throughout the store, or, or this wouldn't have happened. Um, I mean, was there any kind of follow up after that, Tessa? One assumes that eventually you had to take your groceries and go and fetch the kids and move on. Has there been any follow up from the store since then?
2: Um, so, so in, I, I obviously gave them my details. My husband phoned them because, of course, I didn't have a phone, um, and we were told by Woolworths that. There, unfortunately, with lockdown, uh, with, with COVID lockdown, a lot of management were working from home, and they would have to leave a message, and they would love the call. So they did that, and then they got a call the next day from someone to say that they're going to put it in the system, and someone would phone us back within seventy-two hours. Um, but to date we still haven't received a call.
0: Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, Wendy, um, to
1: you? you, you th- the interesting yeah thing here, t- uh, Tessa, as you told me. Um, offline was that um, when you put this, you posted an account of this experience on your Facebook uh, page Mm. and there were loads of responses and that's how you discovered that several other women in your social circle had the same experience in the the very
2: same store.
1: Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, so I think one of the things that affected me was I felt quite vulnerable. Although I hadn't been hurt or, you know, I was very lucky in that respect. I felt very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm going to put this on Facebook to my friends and just warn them. Because a lot of my friends live in the area shop in the same places. So I put it on the social media and suddenly I started getting WhatsApp messages and messages on my Facebook to say, same thing happened to me a month ago. Same thing happened to me a year ago. And it was all, I got so many messages and it's all people being, um, Affected by crime in the same store, so for me, I realised that this is a bigger issue. This isn't just one person getting and their phone taken off them, but actually there seems to be a bigger issue that isn't being addressed. Because if there's all of these people who've had the same problem, why haven't they fixed their security cameras? Why don't the security know what to do? Why doesn't the manager know that there's a camera at the entrance to the store? You know, for me, a lot of questions came up. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to make people more aware of this situation.
0: Tessa, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line while we bring in Linda, who's called in from Rondebosch, who wants to comment in response to what she's just heard. Linda, good afternoon. Um, I'm happy, it was just interesting being in the car and hearing this, because I was in
3: Kolkata with a friend a while ago, having supper. And also, two women came and sat in the outside area. Everybody thought they looked fine. And then shame when the lady at her table got up to walk out her handbag had just been stolen in front of all of us sitting having supper in the little um, sort of area, the art, in uh, the food court area. Yeah. Shortcut, yes. And there was nothing they could do. They could see the two women had stolen it. And that's about the third time I've heard of it at Cavendish. I think people really have to be careful of, of woman predators there.
0: Linda, thank you for that warning as well. So possibly not just a Woolies issue, but perhaps a mall-wide issue to be considered. Mm. And I'm sure that we would probably hear similar stories of other malls as well, to be fair. Tessa, just to, to wrap up with you before uh, we, we let you go. One important thing, of course, is that a cell phone is often the link to all kinds of other financial consequences because of the apps that we have on them. And we've had, heard some horror stories in the past. Were you able to, to block that phone and make sure that those thieves couldn't access things like, like bank accounts?
2: Yes so my phone was password protected, um, so I locked the phone, which meant I couldn't access my data, and I immediately, when I got home, tried to change passwords on certain sites um, via my desktop. but um, you know I found it difficult specifically with my Santa bank um, to can to change my password because it kept sending um, pass- uh, pin codes that were no. changed to the cell phone and I hadn't you know, yet got a new phone to get to receive that pin. Um, and I could have probably cancelled my cards, but I felt like that actually it was probably secure because the phone was locked. So there was quite a few, um, like take Locks and various other apps that so I was able to change my passwords.
0: Okay, Tessa. Okay. Before we say goodbye, Wendy, is there anything else you'd like to to hear from Tessa or ask her?
1: Um I'll we'll get to the I think Jessica, you're very lucky because at many cases where people thought their phone was locked and their banking app was accessed anyway and I'm going to talk a little bit just now after we say goodbye to you about what to do um but just to, to end um this was not an uninsured phone worth and fairly new uh, an iPhone 12 max pro Ouch. and tell us what that loss is in rand value um as a result of, of what happened.
2: Yes, so the, the phone and the, and the cover, which is also quite expensive, it's about £30,000 worth of loss. Sure. Um, and I had just had it for the last three weeks. And, in fact, the first payment for that phone went off recently. So
0: I'm so it's a very for that hard pill to swallow. Year. Yeah. Tessa, so I'm so sorry. sorry again that you went through this but thank you so much for being willing to come on air so that others can learn from your very unfortunate experience and I totally relate to what you say about the feeling of vulnerability it's left with you with as well thank you very much for, for uh, having the courage to come on air and that's echoed by someone else saying I'm so pleased that Tessa has called in about this issue of theft at Woolies in Cavendish I had my phone stolen right there as well and it was the same story from the management they need to do something seriously on that in that store it has happened so many times with not enough follow-up, is the comment from Anonymous on the WhatsApp line. Look, Wendy, at least Tessa had the sense to to try and change passwords and block things in the banking apps, because let's just remind our audience of the horror story we dealt with last year of somebody whose phone was stolen that wasn't so lucky.
1: No, of course, that was Cara Anderson. Yeah. She lives in Joburg. Her iPhone uh, was stolen in the fresh produce section at Woolworths in- Four ways more. Again, two women involved in that case. Um, She had her phone zipped into the inside pocket of her handbag. She lost more than 200,000 rand or her savings from her bank account as a result. Um, And uh, so just before we get to the Woolworths comment, I think it's very important to say at this point that um, make sure the most important – important thing you must do is make sure you know how to go onto your laptop after this happens. You do have some, a little bit of time because it does take the, the hackers quite a bit of time to get in an mm. hour or two or something. So you've got a bit of time. You need to be able to go onto your laptop, go into your um, banking account there and de-link your banking app on your phone mm. from your bank account. So F&B and Standard and APSA um, have created this functionality. You can do it yourself. Last I checked, Nedbank. bank Hadn't, but I stand to be corrected on that. But but do find out um, w- how to do it in a hurry. Where you found it, and, uh, I'm sent a bank, and there's a D-link option that's very uh, – I know where it is, and I can you know find it immediately, one click. So it's the most important thing you must do is make sure that that, amp, that app, that your bank account can't be accessed from the app on your phone.
0: Thanks for that very important advice. Now, Wendy, you did reach out to Woolworths for comment on the story that Tessa shared with you. What did they say? Okay, so
1: I asked them very specific questions, Pippa. I said, does Woolworths acknowledge that well-dressed women thieves are targeting shoppers in their stores, particularly in upmarket malls? Has the company taken steps to warn customers in any way or to improve CCTV footage so to be better able to help the police apprehend these criminals? And is store security personnel on high alert in the fresh produce stroke flowers section, which appears to be favorite hunting grounds for the criminals?
0: What was their um, response? the
1: response? Yeah, it was quite vague. Um, I get this a lot from, um, from corporates. It went like this. The safety of our people and our customers and our stores is our highest priority, and we constantly review security policies and processes to minimize the impact of crime on our customers and our staff. We deeply regret that such incidents occur within our stores. We're conscious of the importance of providing a safe shopping and working environment. We take all reasonable precautions. We do have cameras placed strategically throughout our stores in order to record suspicious activities and to provide video footage to SAPs of proven criminal incidents. As best as possible, our security teams monitor those cameras should they detect or be alerted to any suspicious behavior. In the event that criminal incidents are reported and recordings of the incident are available. Um uh, footage is provided to the police in order to help them in their investigations. We do we, we also continue to remind our store teams, particularly our security personnel, to be vigilant for any unusual activity. We continue to work with Consumer Goods Council of South Africa risk initiative to explore further opportunities to fight crime in the retail industry. When our staff notices that a customer leaves a handbag unattended, our staff and management will politely ask them to be careful as crime incidents can happen.
0: So not particularly clear on the the how often it happens issue, but uh, that's really why you wanted to mention it today, Wendy.
1: Exactly. So I think, yeah, that's that's our role, certainly to increase awareness if the stores – and, you know, it it doesn't just apply to one store or, as you said, one mall – you know, I don't think. I think it's, it's it's quite clear that not enough is being done to spread awareness. Um, I think they don't want to deter customers. I don't want to make them, you know, feel afraid. But I'm afraid <laughs> the reality is, if you aren't on Highland, if you aren't expecting it, um, you are at high risk of of, of falling victim to this. So. Um, yeah, that's the, 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 the ultimate advice is to be on very high alert. Unfortunately, don't be walking around holding your phone, having a conversation or checking your shopping shopping list on your phone. It's a yeah. very now thing to do, but it makes someone grabs your phone so easily in that way and can be hot-footing it in the opposite direction. And then, as I said earlier, please, please, please find out if your phone is whipped from you. It's not just the phone. In Tessa's case, 30,000 rand of phone, that's significant. But if that got into her bank account, it's a whole she would be story. a yeah. lot, lot poorer. So find out you have to know how to delink your banking app um, via your laptop um, if this should happen to you.
0: And if it has happened to you and you'd like to share with us the circumstances, pop us a voice note to 0725671567. Yeah, several people saying thank you very much for highlighting this issue. Um, uh, Somebody asking Wendy if you can get into your banking app in a hurry if your phone has been stolen. I need my phone to get into the app itself. Uh, Can you do it from a laptop is the question.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You You have have to, I, I said that you go to your laptop but practice now yeah. so that you know how to do it in a hurry um and you're not you know looking around making calls um trying to figure it out in a panic um so so do it now Um, As I say, uh, Standard Bank, F&B and Absa clients can do it. The facility, the functionality is there. I'm not 100% sure about Bank, but if they haven't got it now, I'm pretty sure they will have it soon. But they will have another facility, so a number to call, for example, at the bank to do it. So so make sure you know what those procedures
0: are and how to do them um, before it happens to you. Or okay. should it happen to you, I should say? Uh, well, thank you. Before we take a call from Michelle in Milnerton, who it's happened to in another mall and a different store, maybe maybe you'd like to respond to this one. Wendy Chris's SMS from Somerset West saying, Is there not a likelihood that Woolworths are complicit in these thefts and therefore they don't oh improve goodness. security? My instinctive response is, I, I, I don't think that's their business model. They've got plenty of other ways to make good money no. off of us, but any response uh, to that? I think we-
1: well, I think that's you know people love their conspiracy theories, and I would uh, certainly not want to fuel that one at all. Absolutely no, and I'm sure um, you know Woolworths is a is a, is a very well known market brand, and so you know we 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 it's it's obvious that the, that the thieves will target um, you know that store in particular, but there will be many many others, as I'm sure we will hear going forward. We already heard Kolkata. Um, it will be happening all over the place in, in, in upmarket areas, I think, as a whole, um, and in places where
0: we, we consumers, customers, have our guard down. Yeah, yeah. Linda in Somerset West telling us the same thing happened to her, phone stolen many years ago in a game store in Midrand. Interestingly, she said, when I pointed out the ladies to the store manager, all he said was, I can't do anything without a search warrant. Uh, gosh, that's a very disappointing well,
1: response. Wow, it's... It happened to my own daughter um, a few years ago in a Mr. Price store gateway yep. in Schlanger. I mean, it's 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 in stores. As say we we have our guard up in public areas, walking to our cars, parking lots, that kind of thing. But we tend to not, and also we're distracted and much more distracted in store, especially if you happen to be on your phone. That's making it extra easy. Yes. My daughter, I think she's only ever done it once. She had the phone in her pocket.
0: And off I'm I'm surprised. I mean, that comment about no search warrant. Uh, I mean, Wendy, if you were suspected of stealing items from the store itself, they would be uh, without uh, haste in um, uh, with, without any delay in searching you for the the items. No. So I find that excuse quite lame.
1: I- absolutely is lame. Imagine the police having to operate like that. Absolutely not. So it's just an excuse for inaction I would
0: guess. Yeah. Michelle thank you for waiting so patiently on the line. This has happened to you as well. Different store and different mall I gather. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon. Yes Wendy it was a few weeks ago and it was on the waterfront so yes I I do believe that it's opportunistic crime because it's these are places where we let our guard down because we believe that we are in nice places, so we automatically assume we are safe. Mm. The challenge I had was that I just incidentally happened to catch the lady with her hand in my oh, wow. in my bag. And um, I turned it on and she, she put the clothes down and said, oh no, she's just looking at clothes. And I said to her, no, I saw you. I saw you with your hand on my phone. I saw you with your hand in my bag. You were trying to steal my phone. And when I went to the front, counter, and where I was standing in the store, quite a famous a retail store, clothing retail store, where I was standing, it's about a meter and a half, two meters away from the cashier set. So these these the retail stores tend to have cameras um, focused on the the cashier's counters and in close proximity. Um, and then they said So they called someone and and, uh, it meant just asking to take a look at the footage. He took about 10 minutes, came back and said, oh, sorry, he couldn't pick up anything because the cameras couldn't, which I thought was quite strange. Even the staff at the counter thought it was quite strange because there are two cameras right there Mm. on the space where it happened. So I think that... and about 10 minutes after that, so there was really little I could do. The lady left the store quite quickly. Um, but I think there's also this issue of, well, you know what, the crime didn't occur. So preventative isn't even good enough because nobody's going to do anything to assist you. In that instance, I was told this cameras didn't couldn't pick up anything, which I found strange because there was two cameras exactly there where we were. Um, there wasn't a crowd of people, so it would have been very easy for the camera to pick up what I had said. Um and also, it's, it's. I feel as if the store felt like, uh, well, something didn't happen, so please just keep quiet and go away because we don't really, either they, they don't care for the admin or they don't really know what the admin involves or what it involves in an incident like this. So they, they sort of try to brush it away as quickly and as easily as they can
0: mm and Michelle, thank you very much for sharing that feedback and wendy yeah I hear what, what I hear what she's saying that because the theft was yeah. stopped before it happened, maybe there just wasn't an appetite to follow up on it properly
1: I would have used the same words exactly like you know so you were to what's the crime as you were kind of thing um no sort of bigger picture realization that you know apprehending the woman or at least having a description of her being able to see her in the footage would um make them more alert to that woman coming. They're trying to put somebody else. Yeah. So
0: it's unfortunate that it's not taken more seriously. Right, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back with a, te- a look at a second method of theft that unfortunately is still catching people and that's via the use of the online selling and buying platforms like OLX and Gumtree. So that's right up after this, but keep your voice notes coming to 0725671567 or if you want to give us a call, 0214460567. Kate Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567
1: afternoon pippa and wendy
4: um, i just firstly say that i look forward to the segment of the show every week um, it is a highlight for me uh, i've been listening to the conversation uh, regarding the theft of the cell phone and it brings me to another point i'm guilty i no longer carry a wallet with me i literally have my whole life on my phone and you know the next thing comes to mind is i don't know if you've seen the advert with the new ford ranger now you can start your car with your phone so in a situation like that you know what do you do it's a phone is a dangerous thing these days i it's getting more dangerous to actually have one um anyway that's just my five cents hope you guys have a fab day
2: hi papa my daughter had her iphone 12 stolen at the spa in seapoint
1: oh no, that's um, gone
2: dead. It was a couple a guy and a woman and they got them on the CC footage but there was nothing they can do because they were gone she immediately iCloud blocked her her phone and two days later they managed to unlock it so they even know how to do that on the latest iPhones dropped. and you know what I love about going to Macro is I swear every 15 minutes You will hear the manager saying, please keep your bags in front of you. Don't leave them in the trolleys. Don't put your phones in your back pocket. And it's just constantly reminding you. And it's just, yeah, that's really cool of Macro.
0: Thank you for that. Um, And, uh, yeah, thumbs up to Macro for being proactive about it. And, Wendy, horrifying to hear that comment about the blocking of the iPhone being unblocked within two days. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear. Again,
1: that was a WhatsApp voice okay. note. Um, I didn't hear a word of it. So um, if you could just summarize for me, that doesn't sound good.
0: She said that her daughter's iPhone 12 was stolen at the spa in Seapoint and she immediately went onto the iCloud to block it. Uh, but two days later, the thieves managed to unblock it again, which is very distressing. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: it is very distressing. So, again, the only surefire thing to do there is to get your app on your phone, delinked from your bank account, and as soon as possible, and then there's no way, and if that does, if they do still go in, then the bank would be liable for any losses that you suffered.
0: Okay, thanks for that. We're going to move on to a second kind of theft that is still happening, unfortunately, all too frequently. I'm very happy to come back to any further follow-up messages on this issue after that. But it's, again, a warning we have issued before, Wendy, about the vulnerability when using online buying and selling platforms like Gumtree and OLX and others. As I've said before, I've used Gumtree many times to sell my old baby gear, outgrown tennis rackets, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and it works great if you're savvy about how you do it and you meet in a public place that isn't your home, you don't share your home address, etc., and you're very, very careful about the payment method. Wendy, unfortunately, some more naive sellers are still falling into the fraudsters' traps.
1: Indeed. So just last week, Cape Town's Lachey Pretorius put a keyboard app for sale as a first-time seller and sadly the buyer turned out to be a scammer and um, just as in Tessa's case she's willing to share her
0: story with us to warn others um, and hopefully prevent them from falling into the same trap. Thank you for that Lachey Pretorius welcome to Cape Talk and again I'm so sorry that this happened to you but thank you for being willing to share the details so that others can learn from your uh, your misfortune. I believe this was actually the first time you'd used Gumtree.
4: Yes, um, good afternoon and thank you so much for having me. Sure. It actually was the first time that I would sold anything on Gumtree. Um, so I sold something on Marketplace, on Facebook, and um, that instance I had met up with a person in a public place um, yeah. to actually hand over the object, which went quite well. Um, but my situation on Gumtree was um, my first time. And obviously it wasn't a good outcome.
0: I'm so sorry. Lache, so you were selling a quite expensive keyboard, I think, and somebody phoned, uh, well, contacted you straight away to say that they were interested. Tell us what happened.
4: Yes. So on Gumtree, someone had messaged to ask, is it still available? Um, and of course I was excited. I wanted my item to be sold and I said yes. And the person asked, please, can we rather take the conversation to WhatsApp? Um, I didn't think this was a problem at all. Um so I gave my number and we started chatting on WhatsApp um to discuss when we could send the item. Okay. And um how did he present himself to you, Lachey? So conversation was as per normal. He seemed very professional. Um, He introduced himself as a dad and the reason why he was actually buying this keyboard was because he had put a pledge for his local church um, to actually bless the church with the keyboard um, because he had felt that he had done so well during lockdown and was just thankful and felt so blessed. So he had put this as a pledge to the church, which obviously is an amazing thing. I thought that was so lovely of him to do that.
0: So, um, so, so not at all sort of the sort of pushy, um, forceful sort of approach that you might expect from someone who was trying to pull one over from you. He obviously sounded very convincing. But then what happened next? Lachey, how did he um, uh, want the parcel, uh, the keyboard to reach him and how did he plan to pay for it?
4: Yes, so I'm in Cape Town and he was in Joburg. So he said he stayed in Bedford View in Germiston. Um, he asked if it could be couriered, which is not a problem also. Um, so I said, okay. He wanted a video to see that it worked. He And this was obviously happening over a few days, up to yep. four days. Um, he said, can you send a video? He's going to speak to his wife to see if she's happy with it. Um, after the video was sent, he messaged me later that day and said, yes, they're happy. Please can we send it? So the plan was that when I went to the courier office, I should just send Um, the receipt that it is been handed over, and then he would do an immediate payment and send me proof of payment, which was done. I received a proof of payment, and a few minutes later, an SMS from FNB to say that the payment was done on his side.
0: My goodness. Okay, so you then handed the item over to the courier in the knowledge that the money was in your account and sent it off. Uh, Was that the last time you ever heard from him, Lachey?
4: So no, that was not the last time. So the parcel took about two days to get to Joburg. Um, When it got to Joburg, obviously the money's not in my account, but I've been talking to him for the last two days, um, just confirming, obviously going back and forth because he said it was an immediate payment, but it wasn't reflecting in my account. Um, But he insisted he went back to the bank on multiple occasions um, to ask them what was wrong. And he even said that the teller said that there was a problem that day. Um, the the payment didn't go through as an immediate payment, but rather as a normal payment, which we know does take a few more days. Yeah. Um. So it went to Joburg. When it got to Job Joburg, Joburg, I was obviously a bit um worrying about like what what is happening. So I asked him to hold the package for me until the payment came through. It was at this point that he um messaged me and said, oh, I phoned the courier company and they said that you're holding the package. He's like, I've given you no reason to not trust me. This is my wife's phone number. You can call her and find out what kind of a person I am. I will go to the bank immediately um, to check what's happening. Um, And then um, he said to me, he's going to the bank now can the package please be delivered on that day, which was not a problem. Um, Me in my naive state and just trying to think the best of another person because he hasn't given me any reason to think anything else, said, okay, let the package be released, Um, and we continued talking. So by this point, the package is with him, but for an entire 24 hours, he still spoke to me. about getting the money into my account, which also makes no sense to me.
0: So he carried on the conversation with you, even though he knew he had the item in his possession and your money uh, had never, ever been paid over. How long was it before he finally disappeared, Lachey?
4: So it was literally the next day at about 20 to 2, after speaking to me the whole morning. That night, the package was delivered in the afternoon. That night he messaged me, before I'd went to bed. He said to me at six AM, please message me in the morning if the money's not affecting because I'm gonna to go to the bank first thing in the morning. And he continued to speak to me even though he had the package. It's it was until Hock was 20 to two, then he just disappeared.
0: So, Lachey, your keyboard is gone. The money has never materialized in your account. Um, I don't know if you're prepared to tell us h- how much of a loss it is and put a monetary value to it.
4: Yes, so it was a keyboard that was, that was 18000 oh. I had, had it for a little while, so I was
0: selling it for 12000 Oh my goodness, oh, so a substantial, gosh. substantial item. Lachey, the reason you came on air today was not only so that listeners could be warned about the fact that this is the, the modus operandi, but you also felt that maybe Gumtree needs to be doing more to warn people about this kind of uh, incident.
4: Most definitely. I think we go on these sites very naive, thinking only the best uh, of every situation. Uh, but even looking at other people's stories of, of scammers getting them, um all you see is responses that they got from Gumtree was basically tips on how to avoid scammers but never once when i got onto the site when i um put my items on for sale did they even send an email to warn us about the possibility of this happening Um, None of the sorts. And even after the incident, I reported it. There's an option to report a conversation on Gumtree, but I have received no responses with regards to my report. I haven't been asked why I've reported it. Nothing.
0: Lache Pretorius, thank you very much for being willing to share that information with us. And again, I'm so sorry uh, that this happened to you. Wendy, I'm just keeping an eye on the clock. I know we've only got about three or or four minutes left. Um, I know you did reach out to Gumtree and I can see I've got two callers on the line who are going to say the same exact thing Uh happened to them as well. Lachey is certainly not alone. What did Gumtree say, though, when you alerted them to a case?
1: I'm going to summarize the response from Gumtree MD, Claire Cobbledick, who we've actually had on the show before. Yeah. She says it's uh, clear that Lachey's case was uh, a, a typical buyer scam. Um, when I read her account, I could see three or four red flags immediately. So the first one is um, you, know, you post a valuable item, especially jewelry, electronics, cell phones. The scammer poses an interested buyer. They usually take the seller um off the uh, Gumtree platform and they want you to go on WhatsApp so that Gumtree cannot monitor or trace them on the platform. Yeah. So that is the very first red flag. And it happened with this has come up in a lot of things when you go looking for help from Edgars or Telcom or whatever and someone will find you and say, I'm from Telcom. I'm let me help you. Let's go into WhatsApp. Mm-mm. Red flag. Yeah. Don't do that. Do not do that. And then the the proof of uh, payment is um sent by SMS or email, it's completely fake. People say it's from the bank. How do you know it's from the bank? Just because they've copied a real one doesn't mean it's authentic.
4: Um,
1: They will want you to courier or post the item. Um, Sometimes they arrange for collection. We've had this case where it comes via the Uber driver and the Uber driver is an innocent party in all of this. In fact, in one case we had you might recall, Pippa, the Uber driver said to the woman who was going to hand over her goods, "Um, are you sure this isn't a scam? Yes, I
0: remember (laughs) that. Do
1: you remember that? Yeah. so that, uh, Claire says the best defense is never to release an item until payment is cleared in your account. Simple. Whatever the excuses, oh, I said immediate, but they must have...
0: It doesn't matter. It wrong the and money's then, not there so yet. wait. Yeah.
1: If they want it, you're not, go- you're not going to deprive them. You're, you're, the, you're the bona fide party in the, in, the, in the transaction, so you will give it to them. Um, if it takes another day or two, fine. Uh, uh, don't ever. That, I think that's the number one tip here. Um, and she said... Um, In terms of the claim that they don't offer any safety advice, she said our safety advice is listed on the site under the help section and the link to it is included in most automated automated mailers. Attached to screenshots, she said, from the blog. Um, We also put out regular press releases, scam trends to media and social media. Our support desk is manned 24-7 with reduced capacity overnight. Um, but she did concede. We do take this feedback as an indication that we could be doing more. We are currently exploring additional technical options to offer more on-site support, as well as making help buttons more visible. And I think that really needs to happen now, yeah. um, given, you know, Lashay t- talked us through her experience in great detail. And if there'd been some kind of pop-up along the way, um, or as you, you know, you can't miss a pop-up that says never be sidetracked onto WhatsApp. Uh, onto yeah. the, the supposed buyers, WhatsApp, and that kind of thing. I think that is easily done, and I think it should most definitely be done as soon as possible.
0: Okay, thanks for that, and uh, thank you to uh, to Gumtree for giving us that feedback. And again, in fairness, I think to say this happens on all of the platforms. It's not a Gumtree-specific uh, issue, in fairness, we must say that. Uh, and uh, Wendy, we have to wrap things up there, but thank you for giving us a lot to think about and to warn our friends and families about today. Uh, appreciate you being with us, and we look forward to chatting again next week. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye bye. Just a reminder if you want to raise a case with Wendy, the email address consumer at nola.co.za spelled K N O W L E R.